0: Category is mental health. Category is it takes a village. Category is motherfucking stories over stigma. Bro- 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 quit. <laughs>
1: Welcome back for another week, y'all. We are um, excited to be with you. Um, before we get started with the show, we are going to dedicate this next song to Meatloaf, who passed away. Bat out of hell. you know what? It, it, uh, that's a really cool song, by The hook
2: really cool.
1: Yeah, you know, it's sad. It feels like everybody is just kind of passing away. I mean, we also we lost Louis Anderson too. Yeah. Uh, my goodness, I probably we should have found some comedy or something
3: of Louis. So that would have been really cool. Um,
1: yeah, we're back for another week, and uh, wow, it, it's been interesting. I hope you enjoyed last week's show. Uh, and uh, it feels like a lifetime ago. It was just last night. I know, I know. So, how are you, honey?
2: Um, good.
1: Are you sure? No.
2: <laughs> well,
1: you know, last week, guys, we, we we talked a little bit about our brother and um and, and what's been going on with him in terms of the accident. So, and that's been certainly certainly weighing uh weighing in
3: heavily with um you know with Rebecca and it, what we've all been going through and uh. And uh, so we, at this point, need to, uh, you know, kind of just talk through some things. you want to touch everyone up?
2: Um, so he goes home today, so that's good. Um, and he goes home today. We got the house ready for him to go home. We had to put in a wheelchair ramp. Um, we had to get him a wheelchair and now he is on bed rest for two or three weeks I think and then he can start sleeping.
3: yeah you know it's it's going to be a long road a long road for him and then you know to add like, like when it rains it pours and then also you got your, your mother called you earlier this week with some more like unfortunate news
2: so oh, yes one of my um one of my uncles passed away. Um, we don't really know we don't know what happened. Um, so Friday night he came home from work. he talked to his son. He told his son that he was just really tired from work, and then they got off the phone and then Monday he didn't show up for work, so they did a welfare check on him, and they found him. Um, deceased
3: yeah that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good <laughs> yeah they,
2: they found him deceased so um yeah, so we don't know why he was the youngest of the four kids so that's kind of upsetting but he was also the type of guy who wouldn't go to the doctor so he could have had underlying conditions that none of us know about um and it kind of runs in my family that our hearts just give out, so that's comforting to know <laughs> but yeah, it 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 was strange I mean it, he just died under strange circumstances, and we just don't know what happened.
3: yeah, you know it's you know count your blessings, folks. I mean you know, we all have our crosses to bear, and we all have our things that we're going through, and uh but you know none of us. Are alone right now at least you know or at least have passed away, and um I thank God every day for my breath uh, despite all the challenges that we may be going through um uh you know I think it for that um so you know it's it's it, you know it's been interesting for us since since all of this because he's been trying to manage his stress
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh like when we were talking well by the time I guess Sunday show airs, and by the time this show airs, you guys would have also learned just some of the challenges. Um, um, actually, no, no, that's right. It already aired. Uh, I'm, I'm getting twisted with my shows, honestly, but I think it's Joelle's show that aired last week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So
2: yeah.
3: you set that up. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So Joel's show, <laughs> Joel's show aired last week, and we were talking about New Year's resolutions. And so the thing is, is that guys, you just cannot be hard on yourself. I mean, life is this tough, and you have to give yourself some slack. And don't make New Year's resolutions. Just make goals um, and try to improve incrementally every day. And I think that's the way you know you have to go through, you know, through life. And you know, one other thing in terms of you know, we 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 kind of spend this time talking about not only current events, but also just kind of our lives, but one other thing I did want to bring up is like sort of this Asian hate thing that's been going on, and what I want to talk about in particular is homelessness and mental health. We I'm not going to get into the details. I'm definitely not going to veer off into other topics, uh, something we said we weren't going to do, and we're going to stay focused on the show, but I do want to say that as a society, guys, as advocates and people that are in the community, we have got to keep pressing all of our community leaders about how we manage and deal with homelessness and individuals it's often um, uh, with mental illness. Um, we want to get them treated and we want care teams for them. And uh, so as you go back to your communities, no matter where you are, let's all be thoughtful of the hard work that we have to continue to do um, in this mental health space. Um, so I don't think that was inappropriate to say, was it?
2: You told them not to bring I
3: didn't bring up mm-hmm. anything.
2: We wanted to go off on a whole tangent. We talked about it. He did very well. Good job. He kept it oh, he just rolled his eyes in me
1: <laughs> um anyway, so this week this week, we have a
3: fabulous a fabulous guest that we've been excited about. Rebecca's been telling me all about it. uh, why don't you go ahead well like let, let, let's let's uh, i um. Can we please just introduce, tell people who we have for the show? No, well, please,
2: please go ahead. Do You haven't seen that. No, I, I, oh, do I? Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: okay, hold on, just for a second. My Little Girl Productions presents My Girl
4: Interview of the Week.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm <sorry. laughs> Listen, okay, I'm sorry. Listen, look, you know what? When, it, it, you know, when you, you have the live show versus when we used to pre record it and I can go back and edit stuff, like, you know, you got to remember like when you used to do stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting over here, we're all pantomiming with each other's <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, all right, so let's welcome our guest this week to the show. Yes, we
0: are speaking today with Daria, um, and she is joining us today on the show. How are you today, Daria? I am doing very well. Thank you for asking. How are you all doing today? And by the way, my condolences. Oh, thank you so much. Um, We are good. You know, we actually got really excited that we saw that you were also in Maryland. (laughs) Oh, I know. Wow, really? I,
5: Hold yeah. on. So, 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 where do you live? I currently live in Fort Washington.
0: Yeah, she's oh, okay. not that far.
5: Yeah, we have a friend who
1: actually she just sold her house in Fort Washington and they moved down to North Carolina.
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, usually our like our last Canada and yeah, all over, over the place. So, place. I, but, I saw. I was like, Yay, Maryland!
1: Daria, let me ask you a question. Did you are you born and raised in the DMV?
5: Born and raised in the DMV, PG County, born and raised. Nice. There you
1: go. Them's your peeps. Oh, well, you know, I'm a fellow. <laughs> I'm a Washingtonian. All right. So, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, I grew up in D.C. And uh, and graduated from Ellington School of the Arts. And, uh, and and in fact, I used to go to church in C. Pleasant. That was one of my uh, churches. Like, I, like, seriously, like, I'm born and raised here. Like, you don't meet many people that are born and raised. And now we live up in Frederick. So that's where we're recording okay. the show from. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: that is nice. very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you here. So tell us about yourself. Um, how did you find us and what... Tell us your story.
5: So, um, of course, you all know my name is Daria. Um, I have... Let I me mean, start, I guess, a little personal note. I have four children, um, ranging from 10 and under. Oof. <laughs> <I'm> married. <laughs> yeah. Married and I work full time, so my life is a circus in its own. (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah. How I found you all actually via a mutual Facebook group, I believe we're in. Yes. Um, Yes. And it was posted, you know, if anybody wanted to talk about, you know, bipolar in particular. And I'm always an advocate for mental health and mental health wellness and just getting the word out there. So it's not such an awkward or uncomfortable conversation to have.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that we say is hashtag stories over stigma. That came from Coach P who used to coach, uh, what is it, Duke? Yeah. Who came on the show? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's a big part of why we started the podcast too is because it's like, you know, especially when you first get diagnosed, like it can be very scary and it can be very overwhelming. And it's nice to be able to hear other people who have gotten through it, you know?
5: Yes, yes, this is true. And I'm in the community is, once you find a community, and it's so positive, it's really a beautiful thing to be a part of.
0: It is. And some of, you know, some of the groups on Facebook, they're really good. I mean, I've, I've been in some that were like, um, this is kind of toxic. But the ones that I'm in now, they're, they're really supportive. And I've learned, I've even learned a lot in these groups, you know,
5: Yes, this is true you've I've learned a lot as well, um especially when it comes to giving advice or listening to other people's stories, things mm-hmm. that you connect with that you maybe thought it was just you, you realize, oh, well, I'm not the only one that goes through these things, so it's mm. it's comforting for sure it, it,
0: it definitely is it definitely is.
1: so why don't you take us through like when you i mean when you first um started uh, i guess s- symptoms started presenting in your life as far back as you remember?
5: so if i go back as far as i can remember i more than likely have been probably having symptoms since the third or fourth grade wow. um but of course back then all the rage was adhd so if anything mm-hmm. was wrong with you you had adhd so that was just it and it was slapped on me and you know take these meds you have adhd sit down and be quiet so um mm-hmm. which was not the case it then it got readdressed after i had my second child um, who is now nine. Um, I thought it was a postpartum situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to the hospital, as always, when you, you're supposed to do. And when I got a full psychological diagnosis and everything, and they went through everything with me, they're like, honey, this is not postpartum. You're showing heavy signs of bipolar. Mm. Um wow. Yeah. And so and then after that it was the sessions of therapy and then just reinstating, you know, the diagnosis and getting on a proper medication regimen. Um and ever since then it's been it's been pretty well. I like I told my husband as long as I take my meds I should be okay. You know take Right. My meds. Like,
0: <laughs> you got to take them meds. Yes, take them <laughs>
5: consistently and
0: That is you know, the key. I
5: should be okay. Yes. Um you know, that doesn't mean that we still don't have our struggles, our times, and but um, it does make it a lot easier to manage. And a big step up is therapy for anyone who ever questions it.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I believe therapy is such a beautiful thing for all aspects. Um,
1: Mm, I'm so glad you know what and I and I hate to bring up the fact that, that you're, you're black or African American as well mm-hmm. because I am so happy you said that because we have said <laughs> that on this show you know and, and, and we've interviewed Prince uh, who lives down in Tidewater and he said you know we all t- joke we kind of talk about it but it's always like, you know you, we got to pray it away You mm-hmm. just pray on it it'll be fine well it's
0: part of the culture it's too. part of us
1: culturally right like we mm-hmm, just you know mm-hmm. it has been historically and um, but the fact that you just said that like is so so empowering and in uh, reaffirming to folks um, who may also culturally be in environments that people just don't openly talk about mental like health and illness and treatment.
5: Yes, and I'm actually so glad that you brought it up because I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it.
1: So. <laughs> oh no 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 no! no. This, this is safe space, safe space, <laughs> so, Daria. No, yes,
5: it's very is, true. I mean, the culture, is, yes. Mm mm-hmm. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say yes. It it is. It's extremely true, and especially when it comes to black males in particular. Yes. Um, they suffer a lot, and I mean, all we all suffer. Um. Even with the social stigma that comes with being an African-American male, it's just that just going to therapy, just having someone to talk to that's not necessarily your homeboys that's like, you know what, forget mm-hmm. it. Let's just go drink and have fun. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, but at the end of the day, when you lay your head down at night, those thoughts are still there. Mm-hmm. Those emotions right. are still there. Those unresolved issues that you had as a child are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And... As much as I love my husband to death, I tell him all the time, I say, you know, I, I encourage him because he's a black male, you know, who unfortunately was, was incarcerated at a very mm-hmm. young age for a mm-hmm. long time, for 10 years to be exact. So he mm-hmm. went in as a teenager, came out as a- As an whoo- adult.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes, as an
5: adult. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, he has a lot of trauma and me once mm-hmm. in going through my whole bipolar, um, uh, I guess story, coming out on the other end of that, I really want to go back to school to be an adolescent psychologist. And Mm. he is one of the main reasons why he's a prime example, why he has so much trauma from a child that has not been addressed. And Mm -hmm. I get to ask him the right questions and things come out. And I'm like, see, this is why we need therapy, you know, (laughs) you know, so you can come to you know come
0: to terms with these things and you
1: ain't doing nothing but preaching right now. Let I, me know. Tell you. I
0: tell you know. Steven all the time, I'm like, you know, therapy is not that bad. Um <laughs> it's not especially if you find a We real are not
1: therapist. talking about me right now, okay? We're talking about Daria and her family. We are supporting moving in solidarity with the Ali
4: family.
0: Okay I, You know <laughs> it's very interesting that you that you bring that up. I think there's a lot that goes on especially um in any culture other than white culture with males and mental health. Um, for one, they're all, you know, the cultures are all like you have to be strong and you have to be a man and you can't show your emotions and... Um, that's across the board with men i mean we we raise our boys to man up and you know don't Mm -hmm. cry like a girl and you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. so that's like across the board just for men but then you add in the culture aspect of being black or brown and you know it just amplifies that so much more um and -hmm. i don't think that's talked about enough I agree with you. It's not talked about enough. No, it's we're, not.
1: I mean, they're, not. we're afraid to even talk about, well, some people believe if we just stop talking about the it'll impacts of race, it'll just go away. And you know, that's not true. If we're going to move in solidarity and we're going to move in authenticity, we have to talk about things in our authentic selves and talk about things that impact us. And if, especially if we're talking about mental illness, like you said, Daria, listen, all you got to do is ask a few questions to someone who has had his experience and you start digging in deep enough for when they was a kid, you're like, man, you can see, you see exactly, you know, when you go to school and you don't have books or you don't have heat or you wake up in the morning and you're trying to make a decision between whether I'm going to eat that last egg or that one piece of bread, or you got to split it to three people or whatever yeah. the story in is. Yeah, a
0: sibling and yeah. you're the oldest and now you're raising your sibling. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: my, my God brother, my godbrother, God bless him, like he turned out okay, but let me tell you at the age of five, he was cooking dinner for he and his three siblings because his mother <laughs> wasn't focused on the home and um, and for whatever reason, because the traumas she experienced. So talking mm-hmm. about mental health and wealth, the fact that you right now are even having this conversation is like it's the victory. You already have that victory, you know?
5: Yes, yes. And I am so blessed to have a mother who saw early on that maybe she needs to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, when you're in the fifth grade and sixth grade and you're having um like really bad mental issues, like thoughts of, you know, not being here, like not average, you know, not average 10 year old thoughts, you know, not yeah. wanting to go outside and play, not wanting to do this, that and 3rd I'm so grateful to have a mother that actually placed me in therapy at such a young age, even though, you know, they thought I was fine and then I ended up having a baby and all this other stuff happened <laughs> again later in life. But Therapy wasn't a new aspect to me. It wasn't a strange aspect to me. I knew that if I went and I was honest and open, you will get proper treatment. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and just, and like he said, growing up in an atmosphere where it's uh, the biggest, the most, I'm trying to get it out. The (laughs) phrase that I heard the most is the, the difference between your spouse and you, were you raised in love or were you raised to survive?
4: Oh, yeah.
0: That's a good point.
1: Oh, you could take us down. You want to talk a little bit about his experience (laughs) and talk about what that means?
0: No, but that I mean, mm -hmm. that's a very good point because that really dictates how you turn out in life right and survive could mean many different things you know I had to survive like Stephen was saying because there wasn't enough food or there wasn't an adult in the house but survival can also mean you know I had to self-soothe as a child and there was no one there to comfort me and so I had to be my own grown-up you know and and that puts a child in a weird place too
5: hmm And let's not throw on top daddy issues. Like, that's just a whole nother
0: ball. Right. Game. Like, so- that's a whole nother ball game. And they exactly. always talk about how women have daddy issues. And it's like, I've met a lot of men who had daddy issues. Yes, like- they do as
1: well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? You're you starting to strike nerves now. <laughs> you're starting to strike nerves. You know? I'm a future yeah.
5: psychologist. What can I say? That's my job.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But you're right. Dead on.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and it's there's so much that can contribute to it that we just don't talk about. Um, I find it interesting that you were diagnosed after uh, what you thought was um, postpartum depression, because that's the same thing that happened with me. Um, mm-hmm. I had my first child and I just spiraled hard. Yeah, And mm-hmm. we, we actually ended up going to... Um, couples therapy
1: yeah well we we thought we were like you know we thought we were done we thought it was done <laughs> well, i was like i'm i'm
0: packing my bags I'm going back to dc <laughs> <You> dang it's <laughs> time for <laughs> this <with. laughs> foolishness <laughs> and i mean because we had a kid relatively quickly after we were married so you know it was it was a lot it was all at once and um yeah through that therapy is where it came out that there's something else going on with you
5: Hmm, which which is a beautiful thing, which I'm glad that it got caught and just wasn't brushed off as, oh, you guys have marital issues, you know, work it out or break it up. I'm glad it got caught. And same as me. I'm glad it got caught. It's like you say, they it's I just find it so funny how they like they're really quick to post a sticker on it and be like, oh, this is what it is. Take these pills for a week and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, get some rest and that's it. And, but it takes that one doctor that actually can see and cares enough to, you know, look past just that quick fix and say, maybe there's something else going Mm -hmm. on here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, that's also true with family. Like you said, you had a mother who saw there was something wrong. Whereas, you know, God bless my parents and my family. I was just labeled as dramatic, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was just dramatic, um that's why she has her mood swings she's just full of drama and it's like well there's a lot more to it than that but okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i think i think you know a lot of times it gets in children it gets brushed off like that or like you said you just get you know oh you're adhd just go sit down and be quiet somewhere um and that also you know something that Stephen and I had talked about recently because I've been diagnosed with adult ADHD is that illnesses tend to present differently in in the different genders, um, and so like boys with ADHD won't sit still, but girls with ADHD are very chatty,
4: mm-hmm. and so
0: we tend to look past girls with ADHD because they're just chatty but they still are getting their grades up and they're they're not bothering anyone in the classroom and so it's fine Um, and having a brother who also has this illness of bipolar like our bipolars don't look the same right like Mm -hmm. everybody's bipolar looks different Um, the way we experience mania is different the way we experience our depression is different and I think because mental illnesses, I don't know, you're you're the psychology <laughs> student, um, it might be harder to, to see in people because it presents so differently all the time.
1: Daria's like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is she still there? Are you still there, Daria? Oh, no, we lost her. We like, lost
5: her. Her connection went...
1: No, I, you know, I will we'll wait. Oh, there she is. Hey, Daria, you I'm back? so
5: sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, that I'm was not... my husband calling me. He was just like, you went to Girl Scouts and never came back. Like, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, I'm I promise. I'm sitting outside in the car. <laughs> <laughs> t- no, in the
1: car. <laughs> no, we were waiting for your response to Rebecca's last comment about pre- the, the illness presenting mm-hmm. itself. No, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's life. That's real life. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, I just Um, think that because it presents itself so differently, like it's hard to catch in some people. It is. It's extremely hard to catch. And it also depends on, you know, how well you are at masking it, right? Like how well you are at keeping it together.
5: Exactly. Exactly. And I agree with that 110%. And it's so scary, especially when you start to have children and they start getting older and it's like, am I look it's almost like a slight panic I'm like am I looking at what I think I'm looking at or are they just being rambunctious children or you know I have these four different personalities I have to keep an eye out on and I'm just so nervous because it's like I have two girls and two boys and they're all so different Mm
2: -hmm. so Mm -hmm.
5: it's just like you know okay well I have a son who bounces off the walls I don't want to say it's ADHD because he may just be a active young boy, you know, or oh, I have another girl who's 10 years old by the hip puberty and she's so moody. I'm like, is this, you know, is this bipolar? Am I just, should I just wait it out? You know, it's so, it's kind of, you know, it's, it, ha- it haunts you. It, yeah. It, it does. It does. It does. Just, it's I mean, really something you, you know, you try to keep an eye out on the best that you can because you don't want to catch it too late. And Mm -hmm. then your child has gone through all this trauma, you know, mentally that they didn't have to because it wasn't caught early enough Mm -hmm. to address. Those are facts.
1: Those are facts. But
0: you also don't want to project, right? Like I'm always afraid that like I'm projecting onto my children. Like, like you said, like maybe it's just boy energy. Like maybe he just needs to like go outside and run around. Maybe it's not ADHD. Like. But then you run that fear of, but what if it is? And I'm ignoring it <laughs>
5: like, exactly. it's um, so hard. <laughs> it is It's a panic in itself. And it's just like, okay, so, yeah, so I completely understand,
1: wow. yeah. I mean, what what a, this is a fun conversation. And everyone out there we're talking to Daria Lee, who is also a, as a, he was an advocate uh, um uh, diagnosed with bipolar. Now, one or two, Daria.
5: Um, people ask me that question and I feel so bad because I don't keep up with my own medical records that well, <laughs> but it's, right. <laughs> it's the one that does not go away. It's not yeah. the one that comes when you're going through a stressful time in your life and then it sort of kind of tampers off. This is the one that no, it stays. It does, yeah. It's not going anywhere.
0: It's that yeah. one. If that's that makes like, sense. I know the different meanings, but I don't know yeah. which one is which. That's, that's like mine. Like it's, I couldn't just ignore this and let it go away. Exactly. right. It, it's not a, oh, well, just relax and, and lower the stress in your life. Like, no, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna mm-hmm. work. Cause even when there is no stress, there's still bipolar. Do you find exactly. yourself,
1: do you find yourself really depressed or do you find yourself like very manic? Like, uh, you know, spending a lot of money is often how it presents.
5: I will say my, um my episodes are very triggered my manias are very triggered as in it could be and i know it's in my mind and i try to catch it when it's happening but for me it's i splurge spend Mm
0: -hmm.
5: i am an amazon advocate my husband Mm -hmm. knows that when he comes home to seven amazon packages he's like what happened Mm -hmm. what happened (laughs) like we were supposed to be budgeting for a trip. Like, why are we buying like two different ring lights and an outfit for the dog? Like, I don't understand. Like what's going on.
4: (laughs) Right. So
5: it's, yes, my mania is definitely splurge spending. Um, Also like, um, emotional eating that's more so on the depressive side. I yep. go down a half of a pizza in a heartbeat if I'm going through a depressive mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I'm climbing out of a depressive mode now. Um, and it's so weird and awkward that even though you're on your medications and you take your medications, you still go through these ups and downs.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
5: guess it just keeps you from going too far down or too far up. And it's just... Yeah.
0: I it, guess. and it, It kind of helps you just kind of level yourself out to a little bit. Mm. But yeah, I mean, medication isn't a wonder drug. Like you're still going to have your ups and downs. It's just, you know, when you get manic, you don't have psychotic episodes. And when you get depressed, you can, you know, pull yourself out of it or function through it. Right. Like, because exactly before medication, I would not be able to literally function when I was depressed. But now if I'm going through a depressive episode, it's like, okay, I, I, I can still get up. I can, I can still take care of things. Um, and I think that also comes with, you know, therapy and coping skills and things like that too. You just learn how to take care of those. But my mania always presented with anger um, mm-hmm. so it was, it was agitation and just anger constantly. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I would get the typical, like clean the house and make it perfect. And, but it was also, you know, if you looked at me wrong, like we was going to fight and we were going to fight <laughs> all day long. Like when I <laughs> was to make it right, <laughs> nothing's going to make it right. And we're going to fight because that's just what we're going to do. which is why we ended up in couples therapy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was quite bizarre, but you know, as we've grown, you begin to learn, you know, and you know what, listen, as the caregiver, now I don't know about your husband, like it's, it it is exhausting like i mean and i just happen to be a husband like you know you could also be a woman who's a caregiver of a husband with uh or a partner with uh you know w- with bipolar but in this case just like your husband like, i don't know like you know it's oh i want to talk to all the the caregivers and i think we're having a show we will. coming up but like i just want to talk to the caregivers cuz it is difficult let me tell you it's stressful you have to work your job you have to be a dad and you also have to be a, a partner and a husband and, and and also uh, then on top of that, you had to be a caregiver and a caregiver of someone with with bipolar. So that, you know, do you guys ever talk about that in terms of like how he is relating to this illness and, and also relating to you as his wife?
5: So we have talked about it. Um, in the beginning, it was very rough. Um, I didn't admit to him. Not I mean before, of course. After we got way before we got married, but in the very beginning we were dating. I did not openly admit to him that I had bipolar. So Mm -hmm. when it will go days where I wouldn't talk to him, he's like, "What's going on? Are you mad at me?" I'm like, and then I'll pop up like, "Oh no, I'm fine." You know, (laughs) "What's going on with you? What are we doing today?" He's like, "What the hell is
0: wrong with her?" So,
5: (laughs) but we um as i've gotten more and more open with him and i'm able to express to him exactly you know how i'm feeling and what's going on with me and now he's able to notice like you know he'll come up to me he's like look you've been really irritable with the kids you've been you know snappy at me like did you have a bad day at work i'm like no work was fine he's like okay so what's going on i'm like and then i'll tell him sometimes i'll tell him like i don't know I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm just I, not I
1: hate that okay. response, but it is a real response. <laughs> it's it's real. It's
5: the yeah. truth. I don't know. Like I literally just had to have like an apology session to him. Not an apology session, but just explanation to him. Like, you know, like yesterday, like I don't really know what's going on, but I'm just really irritated. I am having a really hard time. Um, you know, I'm moody, you know, and I don't know what's going on. And um And, of course, his first question is, well, are you PMSing? No, I'm not PMSing. I'm just.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give him my number. The next time he wants to ask that, I'll tell him not to. No, I'm
5: not PMSing. (laughs) He's just like, okay, 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 okay. And then there's some times where, you know, but he's learning because he's come from that community of, no, you don't have a mental illness. Pray about it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, don't talk about
5: doubt. it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. You know, that's just crazy. Joe, he's been crazy his whole life. You know, right.
0: Like, I love know. how we all had that uncle, right? Like, that's just crazy. Yes. Joe. It's fine. Yes. Yeah, don't, exactly. don't take him seriously. He okay.
5: That is
1: not a normal exactly. behavior. I'm sorry. It's not, <laughs> you know, uncle crazy. Joe is not normal. No. I know we normalize it, but it is not
4: normal. You know. and
5: I know and I know that's the crazy part and we all know it's it's almost the same thing as you know like oh don't let the kids hang out with Cousin Ricky you know like no like that's yeah. not normal yeah. that you keep the babies leave. away from Cousin
0: Ricky now yeah. exactly or, no or the-
5: that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> the whole Uncle Bill's coming over. You need to go put on some clothes. You can't be out here with no shorts on. Like that's exactly. not okay. That's not okay.
1: Exactly. It is oh not okay. <laughs> it's not okay for Uncle Poopoo <laughs> to be doing that. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> get yourself under control. Get some medication. Deal <laughs> with <laughs> your traumas. Like exactly. and um, but we normalize it because I guess in some way, at movies did, culture did. Like it was okay at one point. And now I'm glad we're getting to the
5: point. Oh, no, I was going to... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Daria. I was going to say, I believe it's honestly because um, what I know for the Black community, um, not too long ago, you know, all we had was our family. Yeah. You know, it was... I was like, you know, you don't push away family. Family is your foundation. You don't get rid of anyone in your family. You love on them. You take them for who they are. Which put us in a very negative repetition of accepting things that are not acceptable, Mm
2: -hmm.
5: you know, and that's Mm. and I truly believe that's where that comes from. You
0: know, right?
1: No, that's true.
0: I mean, I, I think that you have a very good point there because it is true. It's very much true. Like you don't walk out on family and you have to take care of your family. And, you know, we're all going to, you know, we're going to take care of Uncle Crazy Joe um because he can't take care of himself so grandmama still pays his rent and stuff like that like oh goodness yes but <laughs> and he lives live in big mama's crazy. basement I'm, so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that drives me crazy i'm like
5: uncle joe can get a job there are right? support like, systems out there
0: <laughs> like he, he's just taking advantage of you at this point but
2: exactly
0: <laughs> when when you are on when you are for so many generations put on the outskirt of society, the way that the black community has been through like Jim slavery and Jim Crow. And, you right. know, I mean, it still happens today. Like you have to rally around each other. Like that's how you survive. Right.
4: Right. And there's mm-hmm.
0: still this, you know, people still talk about how there's still this, like, mm-hmm. African-American communities are still just trying to survive. like They're not thriving. We we haven't mm-hmm. gotten to the point where black and brown people are thriving.
1: Well, and mm-hmm. I think that's true because I think, you know, and I think if, if we're talking about as mental health as it correlates with mental wealth and health, you know, anytime as a society you make progress and then there's always something from that causes regression and it's, I mean, if it's not from Oklahoma City, if it's not from Reconstruction, if it's not from Civil Rights to to voting rights and then the you know it's always something that like and people make jokes To that like oh well you got your freedom like you shouldn't be you know blah 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 well affirmative the, action yeah <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and there's there's that Michael Jordan and LeBron James like what are you talking about you know oh, and you got that goodness. Bill Cosby he's a big he's he's well but this is before Bill you know had the whole thing. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but and I'm just saying like you know when you're thinking about mental health as it pertains to race like there are these and then there are these things that we shoot ourselves in the foot, right? There's things that we do, then there are things that happen that other people do. And then what happens is that it creates this generational curse that never oh, goodness ends. Goodness. And so, and that's why, you know, in so many ways, when you think about poor whites in Appalachia and the South that are struggling, and you think about blacks, like there's a lot of correlation in between mm-hmm. the two, with, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the experience and what, this, we- I don't want to get too dorky, but what this Western construct does to mm-hmm. culture and community. Yeah. Well, and, and mental health.
0: I mean, you hear that a lot. It's like, you know, we are more similar than we are apart, but like they keep us apart because God forbid we come together, right? Like we could do some exactly. damage.
4: Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, That's exactly. true. Those are facts. A hundred percent. If
0: we came together and rose up against, you know, the bourgeoisie like right. we we could we could do some damage um, but there's also you know you talk about the generational curses there's also generational trauma
1: yeah the one, that yes. Yes. yes facts I'm
5: gonna snap you know, to my because, co-op yes, yes.
0: because I mean you can trace yeah. it all the way back to slavery like okay we're free but now like these people have their little curse that is going on and they pass that down to their children who gets passed down to mm-hmm. their children and so it's just facts yeah
1: i mean you know you think about it i mean dari we grew up here in dc in this metropolitan area you know how it is with the brown paper bag test like that stuff is not that stuff mm-hmm. way and yes. if you were too dark oh she black like ooh, who oh who is she God. why you got yes. that nappy hair you know you know exactly what the traumas yes. that that lead you know into these situations where you get triggered or you might actually start presenting um in some way i mean I don't. I don't want to actually put out there that like, oh, trauma causes bipolar. But I'm going to say no, trauma triggers. Tra-
0: trauma causes mental illness.
1: Right. Ex- yes. yes. Exactly. I mean,
0: mental illness has a genetic component to it, but not everybody who has mental illness got it genetically. It's like trauma caused it.
1: Trauma and environment. Yeah. You're right. Yes.
0: yes and yes, you know that yes. kind of stuff still goes on in the community. Like you know when. Sebastian was in school and got teased for not having a hairline and like
1: I was just talking to (laughs) okay I was just talking to like okay so I was just getting my hair cut the other day and I was just talking about how I got teased for not having a hairline when I was in school because I had curly hair you know get that good hair you know whatever (laughs) But like, you know, but like, you know, I got teeth and that thing went with me. I mean, I think about that trauma still like goes with me. It got
0: to your son too. And it
1: got to my son. You know, it's like, it's, it's wild. Like how these things can really impact your mental health.
0: Exactly.
5: And I just, and like you said, it is generational trauma. And you would think by now with all of this, anti-bullying things that they have going on in the schools that things sort of kind of simmer down but they don't it just gets a lot more secretive. Yeah. As in like my daughter, my 10-year-old who by the way is like she's very mature for her age physically and mentally cuz she's the oldest of like 400 kids. <laughs> and so it's like she's getting she's getting she came home and she was like really upset. She was like, "Mom, like, you know, you know, she was like, I need to lose weight. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mm. mean you need to lose weight? You're 10 years old. Like, put, lose weight and put it where? You know? Yeah, and, so, and why are we worried about weight at 10? Exactly. Because she is, she's thicker than the girls in her class. Mm-hmm. So not only is she tall and she's African-American and she has this thick, coarse hair and she has locks. And she also has the body of a 18 year old. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, you're fat. And I'm like, honey, you know, how people wish they had a body like you. Okay. <laughs> just, honey, wait, in, wait until just you wait. 20. <laughs> okay. Wait. Just wait. Okay, please. And so, and she Look. was like super self-conscious about it. She was like almost in tears. I'm like, I had to give her the whole pep talk. Like, you know, you're beautiful. And I just want to say, I'm so like grateful for this, you know, Black and beautiful campaign that I wish was out when I was in school. Because like he said, I was tall and I was well, I was scrawny, but I was tall and I was scrawny and I had this nappy hair. My mama didn't really know how to braid because she grew up in a generation of the perm. And so it's just (laughs) and so she didn't really know how to braid that way. So I had this nappy hair and it's just like I got made fun of all the time. And that's why I learned how to fight, but that's another story. (laughs)
4: Right. Well, you know, it was funny.
1: I was was talking to uh, Precious who cuts my hair. Her name is Precious. And she grew up in Montgomery County. And she was telling me that like when they first moved to Bethesda, folks were still, this was, these were white people were getting, when they were walking down the street as a family, they would jump off the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, and get on the other side. No, they would
1: literally walk down the street past them and clutch their purse. And then they would also call her like black because you blackity black. And she's not even, I mean, who cares? I mean, first of all, I don't care what shade you are. Like you either, I mean, there is beauty in all shades, colors, shapes. And mm. I don't think she's, I would never have been like, oh, you ugly. Oh, you, I mean, I mean, come on, like it, it, it's but the trauma, the trauma. This mean, is what I'm talking don't about. Like,
5: forget, the,
1: yeah. No. People don't. she still to this day is messed up over that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sticks with you, right?
1: She lives. She lives it in does. Upper Montgomery County. She won't even move back down there to Bethesda. She oh, won't do it. Goodness. She was like, I will never go back down there again because I don't like the. I don't like what. my experience was
0: yeah and like this happens to you especially if it happens to you in your formative years Mm. like that stuff Mm -hmm. stays with you Mm -hmm. it
5: does it does and you know i always ask people who have may have gone through like bullying and things like that i'm like do you remember your bully i remember my bully's name Mm-hmm. I remember his name. His name was Michael Ball. And I just... I will never forget his name. He was such a a-hole. Like, he was so mean. Like, for no... Well, now he, you know, he's in and out the, you know, correctional system, but... It's, <laughs> Sorry. It's not funny. But it's, it's not, not
1: funny. F- but... <laughs> but God but don't like he, ugly. <laughs> he
5: don't. And, but, you know, but me thinking back on it, I don't know what was going on in his home. You know, he could have been right. just... Going through you don't know what as a child, but at the same right. time, I still remember that. I will never forget that. And I, and to this day, I'm a grown woman. I haven't seen that man since elementary school. But if I see him walking down the street, I guarantee I'll know exactly who he was. It's on sight. But then you okay? So we're talking. About,
1: so, but, but but you but you know what's so funny? We talking about this because we're talking about from a cultural perspective right now. And thank you for Daria for being so open and so authentic mm-hmm. about this, about your experience, because that's something we've always wanted to have on the show and you, that just shows you how hard it is to talk when you're black and have a mental illness people don't really want to talk about it mm-hmm. like it's just they're like oh no 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 i'm not going no i don't want to do that no thank you
0: put my But there. i won't
1: put my business out in the street like that but you know but like I thank you for your authenticity and like just being so open. But I can tell you when I grew up, if you know, you know what I'm talking about when I'm say this in D.C., there was always just like people Joan on each other. For all of you live in other parts of the country. You don't know what that is. It is colloquial. It is very local. It is very. But joning is teasing or what How's the best way to put it? um cuz our son I don't
0: know I don't understand Jonan. <laughs>
1: yeah, so Jonan is like you 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 tease you making fun of somebody and it's accepted cuz then everyone's laughing and it's okay. So when we first moved back here from California, my son went to school and they would just I mean they were teasing him relentlessly. And even some of the staff in the school was like, "Oh, they just Jonan, You need to step up and and, and fight back. You need to say something about their their clothes and their, uh, everybody's not going to react like that." But
0: and I I, I was as I was so confused. I was so confused. Exactly. She was, was like, like what is
1: this?" She was she was so white about it. Too. She was I was like, very what, white about it. No, what is this joning? Like, I'm like, "What, what the this? hell
0: is joning?" And no, my <laughs> son's oh, so not going to join fried it. Before? You
5: never
0: know, before? you've never been
5: cooked before or fried.
1: That's what they call. <laughs> oh, see, <yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's <is> so funny. <laughs>
5: That's yeah. what they say. They like, oh, they fried you. They cooked you. That's what they mean when they talking about you and you ain't got right. nothing to say back.
1: Right, and so, but, but, they, but that go like you were saying, that goes with you for generations. It it Mm. sets in early, and that anxiety my son has experienced, like now, it's going to go with him for all of his life until he gets older and gets more confident in himself. And I'm sure you went through that too. So, how do you deal with some of those? traumas from Jonin or being fried or, you know, tease. How are you dealing with that now in, I, with, with bullying? I see you're doing a good job with your daughter. So that's great.
5: Yes, I will say that um, the best thing I did, learned as an adult was setting boundaries.
4: Mm-hmm. Like Even with
5: my coworker, because it happens in the workplace all the time as well. And so, even my coworkers, like we're really laid back. Of course, we're all African American, and you know, somebody gets to talking, gets to talking, and we go back and forth a little bit. And then they say something that I it hurts, it stings a little bit, and I'll cut it off. I'm like, that's not funny. Stop. No, straight no. up, like that's right. not funny and so but i know for me um it took me a long time to get to that point and even to this day i am super duper anti-conflict because of it not Mm -hmm. because i'm so much i'm a oh i'm a peacemaker i love everybody but it's because it's a trauma for me i don't like to argue i don't like to fuss and fight because number one i'm not very good at my words when i get angry yeah and the on the next option is to start swinging and I don't want to get locked up so I just <laughs> so I just learned over the years like you know to basically put people in their place like this is not funny I don't find it funny and you need to stop and um and people you know some people will take it seriously some people be like oh you so sensitive and I don't really care But like I said, at the end of the day, I am still super anti-conflict. And even to this day, if I'm like have to go address an issue, like, you know, even down to someone getting my order wrong in the back of my mind, I'm like, please don't put up a fight. Please don't put up a fight. Please don't put up a fight. And then because then I got to try to put up a fight back and, you know, stand my ground and do all this and the third, which is actually very hard for me because of the trauma that I went through when I was younger, being bullied all the time, not feeling mm-hmm. like I can say anything back because I don't have anything funny or snappy or to talk about or whatever mm. they're saying to me, I felt within myself was true. They're like, oh, you're ugly. And if I felt like I was ugly, what am I going to say back to you? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so it's it's been a long road, but I've learned, as like I said, as I got older, I've learned how to set my boundaries when it comes to people. And... Also, I really feel like um, if things were addressed, uh, you know, a little bit younger, if I didn't go through a lot of things when I was younger, including you know, daddy issues, bullying, not getting properly diagnosed, all this, that, and the third, which led to me being in a long-term abusive relationship, which also mm. tore me down. Oh, no. Oh, I'm yeah,
0: you, that's was, a whole nother yeah. level of trauma right uh, there. Yes.
5: And even that's, and I feel so bad for my husband because he'll say something and I'll be like, who are you talking to? <laughs> mm. Because we can fight, like oh, you know what? <laughs> Hallelujah!
1: Song? I've been there. I know what he's going through.
0: Stephen is still, <laughs> Stephen is still having to deal with the sins of my exes. You know, it's like because, oh, oh mm-hmm. and it's not their fault. They'll just say something, and it just takes you right back.
1: I feel, I feel mm-hmm. like somebody start arguing about a person and I'm like, who are you talking to? Because you ain't talking to me. That's <laughs> yeah. not me. He
0: tells me that all the
1: time. I'm He's like, him- you're, you're having
0: a conversation with somebody else.
1: Because <laughs> I've never done X, Y, and Z. I don't ever expect you to do one. You know, it's like, you know, some people like her, you know, people she's been with in the past, they've expected certain domestic duties. That's not Stephen. Mm-hmm. Stephen don't expect mm-hmm. domestic duties. But so like, and, but her thing is you haven't done it yet.
5: Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but it will. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, are we?
0: Are we? Are we? Are uh, are you sure we're not related? Because I feel like (laughs) it. It's this feeling, you know, when you get out of like an abusive or a controlling relationship, and then you get into a healthy one. I, for me at least, it's like you're always waiting for that shoe to drop, right? Like you're waiting for it to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but it's Mm -hmm. going to. And Mm -hmm. so it's just learning how to get yourself off that ledge, I think, is very hard.
5: It is because you've built this wall around yourself. Mm -hmm. It's your security blanket. It's like if you always expect it, when it when it happens, it won't hurt as bad. Right. You know.
0: Because you're prepared.
5: yeah, I'm prepared, and that, oh my gosh, I feel like we just had this conversation, like you know, a couple of days ago with my husband, and he. I think it all came down to basically he has said something, and I was like, "Well, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. I don't know who you think you're talking to. You're tell me what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do." Hey Dory, Doria, Dory, and... did you have yes. the head rolling too, all at the same time? Oh, my head I can rolling picture right it. now, just imitating myself. <laughs> <laughs> And he looking at me like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying, you know, we husband and wife, you shouldn't. I don't feel like certain things should happen. I'm like, well, I'm a human being. I'm gonna do what I want. Mm. I'll make a choice to not do what it, but I'm gonna do what I want. He's like, what? He's like, where is this coming from?
1: Dari, you found your sister from another mother over here. My uncle, my uncle who married us, uh, said Rebecca got. she she got she her head rolled like a sassy black woman when he messed up her name during the wedding. And I'm telling you right now, y'all get together and get that head rolling together. Uh, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. So his
0: <laughs> his uncle married us. He's a pastor, and he married mm-hmm. us and to his defense we got married relatively quickly
1: it was six months it was long enough for him to know the difference
0: but we hadn't hung out with them it's not like we was really around him a lot that's true um and so he said we are gathered here today to join this man and woman Stephen McDowell, and marianne and i looked at him like who the f- fuck is you talking
1: okay we don't drop the f-bombs okay we family friendly
0: and he started (laughs) laughing he felt so bad he apologized but then he told like the 12 people who were at our wedding he was like anybody who says that only black girls can snap their neck around i'm i'm telling you that she just did it to me so (laughs) (laughs) oh
5: my goodness okay you're not gonna believe this because when i got married in october the pastor who married me and my husband got my name wrong. Oh, God. He got my name wrong. He was like, we're here to marry Donnell and Dara. And everybody in the crowd just laughed. And I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And I'm like, okay. So when it came to our vows, he was like, say, "I dar." I said, "I dar ya."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he said, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Yeah, I want my money back." Right? He's like, I'm paying you. At least with his uncle, it was free. Like, I'm yeah. paying you.
1: Right? You get what you paid for. But then you paid for, it and you're like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm like,
5: <laughs> like, you uh-uh. got to find
1: someone else at your church." Like. <laughs>
5: I was oh. like, how you get my name wrong? We've been talking back and forth for, like, six months. I don't understand. Like,
0: mm-hmm. We got the whole eye, I guess. Just Dara.
5: I'm like, where's mm-hmm. it? Okay. That doesn't
0: even make sense. Have you ever even heard somebody named Dara? Like, that doesn't even make no. No logical sense. I don't
1: know any like, Daras. Maybe? Yeah.
0: I don't no. either.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I, w- I would be questioning Dara. I'm like, hold on, let me look at this name <laughs> one more time. let get your eyes fixed, passer. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, this is a great discussion. I'm so happy because this is like, I hope everyone out there understands that, like, you know, bipolar, there's a lot that unites the community. But then there's also those interesting nuances like culture and gender and region and country and mm-hmm. all those things that, like, you know, when you talk about it, you can find commonalities, you can find differences. And then maybe there's a caregiver out there who's listening who says,
0: oh, I'm, I'm having the
1: same experience.
0: But to your point, even our culture, our culture dictates our mental illness. So there was a study that was done on um, mm. schizophrenic patients mm-hmm. and schizophrenic patients in the West. So like in the developed West, like in yeah. the UK and in, in America, yeah, the voices tend to be that you hear tend to be very aggressive and they Mm -hmm. tend to be very mean and like towards you or towards your loved ones. But Mm -hmm. in places that aren't as developed, say Africa or Asia in in rural Asia, the voices that people hear when they are suffering with schizophrenia, they're more playful. They're more um, friendly they're Interesting. friendlier, they're playful, Interesting. they're more like children. Right. Um, so they're not telling you horrible, mean things. They're telling you funny, playful things. That's fascinating. And so they were trying to figure out why that was like, why is huh. it that in these different cultures, we, we see schizophrenia um, present differently.
1: Yeah. Why is our schizophrenia in the West? more violent and, and why, paranoid and, and paranoid and, yeah and why is it more playful and fun and less developed or developing countries yeah that's interesting mm. that's fascinating i never thought that is
5: yeah, so wow
0: so mm-hmm. our society and our culture really dictate how our mental illness presents itself
1: on so many levels mm-hmm. Well, this I could keep talking, and we can keep talking because I'm having a good time. But we've reached our hour, and every time we go over an hour, it takes like three weeks for people to get through the show. Uh, so we want to try to keep it around an hour. Daria, we always ask our guests to pick a song that relates to the mood, either for the week, lately, month, today. Um, your
0: favorite song ever, and your
1: favorite song e- ever, and we will uh, we will definitely play it.
5: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was not prepared. I know nobody
0: ever is. That's okay. Oh, That's my okay. goodness. Um I don't know. This is like what have you been listening to recently on repeat?
5: That's true. Uh you know, I, I don't think it's family appropriate. Um <laughs> I don't really think City Girls is family appropriate. What's, so what, I'm just what, going to
1: what is City Girls? City Girls. You don't
5: know what City Girls is? The rap, Which the song? Who... Oh, Which one? None of them are appropriate. None of them. <laughs> Anything by Beyonce is wonderful. I love her. Okay.
0: okay. Anything by
5: Beyonce. Well,
0: oh, oh. I like the City Girls. I'm going to have to listen to them.
5: Yeah. We'll... Oh, Lord. <laughs> I just like they're their like nails, a, first of all. <laughs> they're like a young version of Cardi B. They, it's, yeah. I Did saw you- Cardi B was on yeah. a song with them. Yeah, they got a song called Twerk. Yes, that song. That song that reminded me that I don't have my 2000 knees anymore. Yes, that's yes. the
1: song. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: are You wild. know, all
0: them dances is why our backs all hurt. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: Oh, man. X for a reason. Wow this is interesting yeah we'll have to check it out like we yeah because it all has explicit actually so.
5: no actually i do have a song i do okay. have a song okay good um and it's kind of slow okay. That's it's okay. kind of slow but i really like this song It's um it's best part by her and s- featuring caesar
0: if you look up best okay. part in the, it's oh, i like, like daniel eight. caesar yes i really like daniel caesar
1: Daniel mm-hmm. Caesar. Best
0: part right here.
1: Right here. All right. That's so it. so 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 what are you going to do for twenty twenty two? You know, I'm gonna ask that question. What what are you gonna do for twenty twenty two to uh, well, to, to, well, to, my, to maintain your mental wealth?
5: Well for myself, health. I told myself that I was for one I wasn't gonna make what they call um resolutions. I'm just going to try to work on myself, not putting myself in situations that I know are going to be overwhelming. You know, is that's the number one thing. Focusing on my health, focusing on my children, making sure that they're good, focusing on my new, you know, my new marriage, just making sure that everything is settling down correctly. Um, But then also the bigger picture is I told myself I'm going to travel this year. I am so tired of being in PG County I want to go somewhere else just even if it's just for a weekend I am ready to go to travel to do something different so for sure that's what I'm going to do.
1: Where do you think you want to go?
5: Oh we actually have a plan trip a family planned trip to Canada Niagara Falls coming up.
1: You know what you mean see you're making us look bad because I have never been to Canada and it's
0: our youngest is dying to go to canada i don't know know. he has decided that canada is like
1: i don't know why he has decided that but it
0: like that is it that is the best country in the world who i don't know where he (laughs) got that in his head but he want to go to canada so bad and we're like we all have our passports it's a drive up the
5: the coast it is not not that that hard
0: take
5: that baby to Canada. It's like a right? seven hour drive. You, drive. I know,
1: right? you exactly. can go back in a weekend. You can go and come in a weekend. Right. Exactly. Well, Daria, listen, wow. Much love. We, you know what? We had to get together for, uh, for uh, wine or dinner or whatever it is, for meet sure. out with the national Harbor or something. Love to meet you uh, in mm-hmm. person and your husband and your kids will yes. bring the family. And, um, that'd be great. Cause it's always great to meet like people in the community, uh, that's right here and what a authentic conversation. I hope you come back and join us. We'd love to get you with some of our panel discussions.
2: That would be fun. You know, sure. that would be a lot
1: of fun. Yeah, we'll definitely yes, I have would you. love
5: to. I would love to.
1: All right, cool. So and do you want us to put your um your Twitter or Facebook location or whatever you want um in the description this week so people can get in touch with you?
5: We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have perfe- to. No, that's perfectly fine. I am perfectly fine because I'm a mental health um advocate. So I okay. am Perfectly fine with that. Yes. Perfect. We'll
1: do that. Well, thank you very much for joining us this week. Daria has picked the song. The song of the week is um, Best Part. Best Part. Oh, I like this song.
0: All right, Daria. (laughs) Beautiful song. Thank you so much. Thank thank you so much, Daria.
4: Have a good weekend. And have a good week. All right. right, I will. Bye bye. Bye -bye. Mm I just want to see, I just want to see how beautiful you are You know that I see it, I know you're a star Say you're the best part
1: Thank you for listening to another week of Bipolar Girl. In the words of Grammy Award winning artist from Africa, Amo Uru Sangari, who I absolutely love, Confico, the uncertainty of things. You know, living with a mental illness or living with someone with a mental illness can be uncertain at times. But that's why we do this show. We do this show to create community and a place where you can express yourself and get knowledge. Right, honey?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason we have the show, right?
1: Though, again, things might be uncertain, you can be certain that we're here for you. Godspeed and have a great week.